Now we are on Facebook Live, and I'm going to do a little spiel now, uh, Ernie C, because I want people to start joining joining us. I did tease it a bit, but... If you can believe it or not, I forget the number of the episode that you were on, uh, Ernie C. With it was with uh, Catherine Turman, but we're up to 182, and I, I don't know if we were up to 100 by the time last time we spoke. Because oh, very good. The last time we spoke, I think it was uh, shortly after your last album came out. So I, I couldn't believe. It. I feel like it's only almost been like two years, three years since we last spoke. Is Carnivore is out. <laughs> Just about that long. Yeah, we're, try, we're trying to do records every few years now because the band's been off and on. We're taking long hiatuses and things like that. So right now, we're enjoying it, and the records are doing well. So we're trying to do them every few years if we can. Uh, you've been really consistent. Um, I know it's the – maybe it's the elephant in the room doing it with a uh, – having this conversation on a Guns N' Roses podcast, but that's kind of our – the bane of our existence is, is, is consistency. But your fans, I feel like you guys are so good to your fans. They know what to expect. What you call a hiatus is kind of just like a little, a little break. So what? Uh, I guess when did you start writing Carnivore? You know what? Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, we started writing Carnivore right after we started writing, um, you know, the last record. So it's like we just been writing. I mean, you know, and then we send stuff to Will Putney. You know, Will, back, we're in Los Angeles, the band. Ice is in New York. We send stuff to Will Putney. He's worked on these last three records. And um, we've just been writing. And, you know, we, uh, right, you know, five months ago, we, we decided to write this record. So, you know, we're just trying to be consistent. The, the, the band can, can come up with a lot of music. We have a lot of writers in the band. So, you know, we're just trying to be consistent for these past, you know, nine, ten years, the last ten years, I believe. I think I don't even I want to say consistent with is the word, but with a, a plus next to it, because it's before I even listened to it and I, I, I enjoyed the whole thing uh, is all the reviews I would read about this new record carnivore. And it's it's everyone says it, it's this it's it's old. It's you could tell it's body count, but it sounds fresh. Like, I don't know. Like, how do you do that? How do you sound? How do you stay true to? your sound but it doesn't sound dated at all it sounds like a 2020 metal record we just do what we do you know we, we just play the notes that we play we have will there who's you know his his band uh fits on autopsy it's a really hot band and you know we listen to what's going on we, you know we, we have uh, riley on it from power trip we listen to the bands that are current so i, I guess that's why we, we're not stuck you know listening to our old records or listening to bands from the 80s trying to make that sound into the, to the, today we, we listen to what's going on and kind of kind of reflects it before we go deeper i guess into the record i mean we gotta just you know kind of just chit chat at the beginning are you how are you how are you doing because you know i i mentioned i'm in quarantine you know i'm broadcasting live from my apartment in queens i'm normally in tribeca 
at the iHeart right. Studios, but it's been, I don't know, 13, it's almost been a couple weeks. Uh, how are you doing? How are you, how's your family? How are you feeling? Everything uh, okay by you? Everything's pretty cool. You know, I always say I'm an only child, so being by myself isn't a, a new thing. You know, I can isolate, I've isolated all my life hmm. as a child, you know. So um, the, the, the thing about it is, I, I, right now I'm getting a lot of time to play guitar, which isn't bad, you know, it's not a bad thing. That's your it's life. time to play some guitar, because, you know, when you get busy and start touring, you really don't practice you know like when you learn how to play guitar you, you spend a lot of time practicing you sit uh, down for hours on end learning how to play so i'm getting to do that again which is right now it's kind of not that bad you know what i mean okay but six weeks from now we'll have to but right now i, I, I i'm accepting what's going on and you know maybe the earth needs to clean itself up <laughs> you know i'm out here in la i'm out here in la that the air is like the worst air in the city, in the, in the country. But right now, the air is clean and fresh. Didn't they say that about uh, China, how it was like the worst air pollution, and when they did shut down, it just it went like down by 50%? So, yeah, exactly. And Italy too, the water, you know, the, the, the water there was terrible, and you know, all the, you know, the canals and everything, everything's cleaning up. So the earth is healing itself, you know, at our expense, but it's cleaning itself. <laughs> I know. I mean, obviously, it's a terrible thing that's going on. But if there are silver linings that come out of this to teach us how to reevaluate and, and prioritize the important things, you know, not the, you know, for people who are complaining, oh, I can't go out and do my nails. You know, even me, I can't go out and do, you know, my podcast, but I can still make it work. And but that leads me to you. Is it bumming you out that you're because you, you were supposed to be in New York soon? You were, you're supposed to be gigging and doing shows. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, and uh, oh wow, we're, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I mean, we're gonna do it. We're gonna be on there with with, with uh, Amy Lee from Evanescence. She was gonna sing with us, but we're, we're gonna do it. You know, when this is over, we'll do it. We'll make up the show we we're gonna do. The other shows we have planned are later on in the year anyway. They'll get in, in July, so okay. they'll get rescheduled or and they're in Europe. So we'll see what happens. You got to play everything by ear right now. But the, the, the thing about this is. It's going to pass, and, and we're going to make up all the shows. It's not like the people that are planning on see us, seeing us won't see us. They'll just won't see us, you know, have to wait two months or three months, whatever it's going to take. But it's going to happen. Okay, that's, cool. That's where I'm at. That's where, that's where I'm at right now, you know? You just need a little patience, as someone uh, once said. Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of ours, yeah, he, he said that, you know. <laughs> Too. So, I know. <laughs> have you uh, ever played Fallon before? Forgive me for not knowing. Yeah, we were the first metal band to ever play Late Night on there. I did not know we that. Metallica came later. We were the first metal band to actually play on there. With that thought, you know, obviously for me doing this uh, this podcast over the last three years has really... Uh, expanded my fandom to all these other bands and artists that surround GNR, Body Count being one. And I kind of kick myself for not finding, you know, or really going deep into the catalog earlier when I was in high school. I found, I feel like I found you late. Do you feel that as, as, a, as a band, maybe that you're, I don't know, people are just finding you, that maybe you're underappreciated, that you're not always in the conversation when people talk? I, 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 don't, I, I don't get involved with that. You know, it's, it, I'm in the conversation, you know, of late we've been, you know, 
in the conversation. Here we got a Grammy nomination a few years back. Yep. And I said, it only took 27 years, you know? So <laughs> I, I can't complain, you know? So people would go their whole life without getting a Grammy nomination. So, you know, I, I it, 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 it's cool just to, to still be around after 30 plus years of playing. So. Yeah, that's the right attitude to have. Uh, let me ask, since you mentioned uh, the song that you're going to do on, on Fallon, that's When I'm Gone with Amy Lee. Mm-hmm. How did that collaboration come about? How did Amy Lee you know, join Body Count? You know, <laughs> right, for, for a song. You know, it, it's like music has, I don't even know how it happened. My check knew someone that knew her. We needed someone to sing it. She was more than happy to do it. So, you know, it just worked. I mean, it just came about. And it, it's no match. There wasn't no record company saying, okay, you got to get her and put her on, write a song. You have to. It, it, it didn't happen like that. It just happened that we needed someone and she was the right voice at the right time, you know? Awesome. The right person, also. Okay. How did that the recording process with her go? Did she go in separately, or you recorded it together? How did that? Go? No, it was, it was all you know, all over the place. So I was in L.A. while they were doing it in New York. I, the record was done when she came on after Ice was done with his part. So okay, we had that was a, that was a producer thing. That was more Will Putney than anyone else. Okay, okay. Uh, we got a question coming in. This is from uh, So Rab. Uh, he wants to know like, how do you feel if you can rank it, Carnivore? In the body count discography, can you rank it? Where do you where do you think it falls? I, you know, it, 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 you know, everyone says this a million times. You have a you, how do you like one kid better than the other? <laughs> right. Um, You've know, heard that a million times, but it's the right record for now. You know, it's the right record for the band to be doing now. I mean, it's not. It's 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 one of my favorite. I mean, the last three records, I like those a whole lot. I like the first record, of course, because that established us who we, who we are. But you know. It's like, it's, it's in the conversation. It's like, it's, it's really good. The test of time will, will let us know how, how, you know, how it ranks. It's, again, I mentioned the reviews and it's so well received by, I guess in, in today's day and age, it's so easy, especially if you just want somebody, somebody to click on your headline to be negative, but it's, it's very hard to find anything negative said about I read the reviews and they, they, most of them positive but then there's one dude that says you guys need to hang it up you're too old he's the one that sticks out in my head <laughs> the, the haters always break through they have a way to try to get under your skin you know what's um I mean I think for you and you can correct me if I'm wrong it, just the way you you are and for those who haven't listened to Ernie's conversation with me the first time he was on, he talked talked about how he how he grew up and his his uh you know his child life and, and and how he became the person he is. Is it easy for you to ignore haters? Is it is it does it you know you may remember it, but you kind of do you laugh it off like you are, or does it really kind of bother you? I, I, I laugh guess? it off. I laugh it off. I laugh it off. But you know, I always said people hate them. They never they never hate down. So if they're hating you, they're coming from below you to hate you, to say something up to you, to you know, to make you bring you down. You know what I mean? People above you aren't hating on you. You know what I mean? It's people below you. So that's the attitude you have to keep with haters. You know, it's it's awesome, and I know you're. I mean, you're pretty great on on Facebook. You're and, and Instagram. You're always. You know, posting uh, classic pictures, classic uh, performances with a body count. 
uh, you just you know noodling on your guitar. But I do got to say, because I want to stay just uh, on the, the topic of haters just for the moment, because Ice-T's uh, Twitter is the best. And I'm trying to find uh, – he tweeted the other day specifically about haters or someone – how uh, he was saying, you got to listen to Body Count. And right. that I'm just scrolling through Twitter right yeah. now. Again, this is in real time. We have a, we have a song on uh, – a new record called The Hate Is Real. It's about haters, you know what I mean? They, you know, The Hate Is Real, you know? Talk shit, get shot was about haters, you know what I mean? Every, you know, it's a, it's a part of life. When the internet came out, it gave people um, that were normally, not like normally, people don't run into ICE to say hey to him, but he's on Twitter and, you know, he's on Twitter all the time and he answers back to people. Yes, he does. If people don't get, if people don't get a chance to go through and say, say to him, you know what? You suck. So now with, with social media, they get a chance to do that, and he responds to them, and he does. He does a great job of doing that. This, you know, how to put people in their place. You know? Oh, it's, uh, I, I get a kick out of it. I love it. He's one of my favorite followers, and I found it. But the the person who wrote the comment deleted it. But it was basically okay. the, he was just promoting Body Count, of course, listening to the you know getting the new record Carnivore. Uh, and yeah. the person's like, how dare you talk about body count during these trying times? You know, obviously. <laughs> and Ice-T's response was, it's the name of my group, dumb fuck. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just seeing Ice-T respond like that, it just melts my heart. He was way, he was way off, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, but right now, actually, you need entertainment and, and body count. I mean, there's no sports. There's, you know, no. there's nothing. Music, music is moving. Music and movies are the only things you can do and watch television. So, you know, you can't go to a, a basketball game. You, nope. can't, you know, that's, that's the only thing you can do now to keep some kind of normalcy or just to keep a, a, a good attitude. You know, let me ask you because, you know, it's it, I'm, I know it's not like I came up with this idea and, and bands are doing it now, including uh, this Sunday, iHeart is actually putting on some big concert, I think from Elton John's living room. Or something like that, like Billie Eilish and Dave Grohl, and it's all you know, all these crazy things. So, but on a lower level, I guess I don't want to call it that. More simplistic level. Uh, last night, I was in my apartment with my girlfriend, and Dave Matthews is doing an hour on Twitter. So I just saw that on the news. So is that something that maybe you know you guys might do body cam? Maybe you know while we're in this, and maybe you guys are itching out in the road, maybe doing some something in the web, like a web performance, anything like that in the future. I, I don't know. Ice is in New York. We're out here. My, my bass player just got pins taken out of his leg <laughs> from when he jumped off the stage in Chicago. So, uh -huh. so <laughs> yeah, he, okay. did, he did a stage. He did a stage dive, which was turned into you know a stage hit. You know, so. You know, so we, we, we might need this time just to kind of, you know, take some time to heal ourselves. So. Okay. Okay. That, that's cool. Uh, actually, Sorab sent in a follow-up question before um, just now. Uh, it says, Body Count uh, has taken a big a turn musically after the Murder for Hire record. What happened within the band that got, uh, so, got you so much better with the manslaughter uh, until now? Quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I started playing the right notes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sobriety. I, I, I always, always, do, always do that with a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Because you know, 
it's just it's, it's the best way to do it. You know, I, I took eight years off. You know, I, I was drinking. I quit drinking and all that kind of stuff. And, and I feel better. You know, I feel better. And, you know, if you feel better, you play better. If you play better, you make better records. You mm. make better records. You get a better, your fans come back. You know, they understand what you're doing. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, can you tell us about the collaboration with Jamie Josta on the song Another Level on the new record? Oh, he's been our, he's been our friend for years, you know what I mean? So, it, 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 one more time, it's not that complicated. He was, he wanted to do a song, he brought the song, and we played the song, and he did his part. So, so it, it, it's just that simple. You know, sometimes bands like to make it more complicated, you know, than it is. It, it was just that simple. He's been a friend, you know, and, and he ended up on the record. Is there anyone that you tried to reach out to, perhaps, on the record that, that maybe through a scheduling that didn't work out? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because everybody, I mean, generally, when people, I wanted to get Perry Farrell, you know, on this record. Okay. But I didn't get, get him, try to get him until after the record, you know. And he was like, oh, why did he kill me? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, you know, it's that kind of thing. So, okay. no, no one, really. Well, I mean, maybe for the next one, you get Perry Farrell, yeah. no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'll, I'll, next time, because we don't put that much thought into getting other people. Our, our thing is like, let's do a record ourselves instead of trying to get someone else. That's what we did the last record, how we got Dave Mustang, and we, you know, we got uh, Max, and we got uh, Randy. We, we did the record first, then they came in later, so... On the next record, we'll we'll, we'll try it like that. But right now, we're good. Oh, that's that's right on. I, I like that you kind of make your first, your blueprint, and whoever can add spices to it, you know, whether it's Naomi right. Lee or someone else comes in, and yeah, uh, yeah. We don't want we don't want it too contrived. We don't want to be like, oh, we got to do this song with so and so. Then it turns into like it, it could get it could get messy. You know what I mean? It's best to have what you're doing first, and then let someone fit into what, what the groove we have instead of trying to create something. It, it, it's simpler for us that way. Is there, you know, other than just making a badass metal record, is there anything that you wanted to put into Carnivore that you want to make sure the fans take out of it? Like any sort of, you know, of course, Ed, there's great lyrics, you know, but is there an overall, I guess, if you had to pick a theme or a message for people to, to take away or just enjoyment, just enjoying, you know, rocking out? <laughs> Just enjoy rocking out, you know, and you know, rock out to something that we enjoy doing. So that, that, that's the thing we want to take the people take from. We enjoy doing it, and I hope you enjoy it. You know, so that that's all. That's all we're out here doing. And you're able to kind of compartmentalize like everything that's going on now in the world. I mean, this is. A- I'm using a, a, a an already overused phrase. These are unprecedented times. Do you find right. it hard to? To energize yourself, especially to play at the speed and the aggression that you play with, do you find it hard to to pick yourself up, or is it just you are who you are, and there's no other way to play? We, we are who we are, and, and, and that's the way it is. You know, I used to we play really fast, but you know, I used to, that's I used to practice on playing fast. You know, uh, even my, you know, I'm over, I'm over sixty, and even when I talk, I'm still hyper. I'm still hmm. have energy. We haven't lost when it first started when we got a category we first started 
we weren't a speed metal band. We were just a, a, a rock band, punk band. Then we started getting the category of speed metal. And when I say what I do, I always say speed metal now. Not just heavy metal. We play speed metal. Speed metal. metal. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. It's it's you're right, because heavy metal. Yeah, heavy metal can mean you know you don't sound like Black Sabbath. You know you right. exactly. So or even, even Guns, Guns is heavy metal to me. You know what I mean? They're a heavy metal band. You know. Speaking of, and I don't know, I mean, how you you classify? I think Motorhead is in its league of uh, a league of their own. How did the your your cover your badass cover on this album? Uh, Ace of Spades. How did you pick that song? What, what, how, who picked that song? Uh, how did well, that end up making well, the record? A, a few things. Let's go back. You know, back. Ice T did a movie with Lemmy called uh, Airheads way back in the day. I don't know if you remember. That uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. You know that Ice definitely. We know Lemmy from way back then. So that's that's the nineties. Where was Ice in that movie? I, I'm, 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 I feel like I know. I thought I knew that movie back in front. Where's Ice in that movie? <laughs> Born to raise hell with, with uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, that's where you know him from, him from. And so, you know, when I used to drink, I used to hang around in the morning with uh, with Lemmy and drink with Lemmy. You know, that's a true rock and roller drink at the, the Rainbow at <laughs> 11 o'clock in the morning before lunch. You know, <laughs> before lunch. You know, you're not in there in the evening. You're in there. It's you know, 5 o'clock somewhere. Morning. Yeah, no, 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 it's 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even better song. Yeah, you're... You, don't have to go five, you don't have to go at five because you don't have a job to, to get off at five to go somewhere and drink at happy hour. That... Happy hour starts early. That's anyway, funny, so, right. <laughs> that's our guy, first of all. And, and uh, we were going to play, um, you know, in our set, we open up with uh, a Slayer song, right? Yeah. So uh, we opened up with Raining Blood. So we, we, last uh, last year, we were going to play a show in um, a big European festival, and Slayer was on the show. So we said, let's open up with something else. They said, what do we know? We Oh, let's, let's play uh, a Motorhead song. So we decided on that song because it was easy to play, because we rehearsed the song backstage before we went out to play. <laughs> we, wow. So... Um, so we, we learned the song backstage. We per, went through it a few times. And we went on stage and played it. I opened up with it. I said, we're, we're, we said to ourselves, we're going to blow it. We might as well just blow it at the beginning. You know? <laughs> go, go through the set that we know. You know, get it over with. Don't try to get nervous about playing a song later on in the set that you don't know. Right on. Open up with it. We opened up with it. Everybody knew the lyrics. Sure. The audience knew the lyrics. 60,000 people were singing. So it made it really easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're like, let's add this on the record, and we recorded it. Oh, that that that's so cool. As someone, you know, you're talking about going to the rainbow rainbow with Lemmy and how long you've you've known him. You know, it's so hard to believe that he's gone. Of course, and and this is coming from somebody who I I've never met the man. I it's I never had the pleasure. Uh-huh. How did it feel cool. for you? I, I guess did it was it was it fun to record? Did you feel kind of solemn, wishing that oh. he was here? You know, it's like, of course you wish you was here, but you miss yeah. that That's a, a way to give respect, you know what I mean? We, we try to do the song as close to what he played it. And, 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 you know, like, you know, I've lost some members of my band also, but when I play the song, it gives me a good memory of them, okay. you know what I mean? So, so that's the same kind of feeling I get when I play, you know, 
when I blew, we only played a few times on stage, but, but every time when I play it, it's a lot of fun. You know, and the thing about rock and roll is when you play a song like that, that you know, and, and, and you know, it, it, it's all about, I have a good time. I'm having fun doing it. Well, that's a, that's a great answer. Sorry for the truck passing by. <laughs> as a, oh, as okay. a, I mean, there's a few cars. Uh, where? So you're out in L.A. right now? You're just at home? Or you're yeah, just, I'm just hanging out. Yeah, just yeah out. same here. But no, that's the... You know, like, you know, like, I, like, like um, you were talking about being people being upset about things. You know, usually in the morning, I get up and go to the gym in the morning. And today I went out jogging. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go jogging. I'm not a jogger. I'm not an outside exercise. I like the safety of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, this book, this book about rock and rollers. I mean, Duff is in it, and Dave Navarro is in it, about rock and rollers that, uh, doing healthy things in their life. Now, I forgot the name. Oh, it's called The Rock and Roll Solution. Okay. Something like that. And, and I talk about people that run here in LA all in the canyons things like that. They love running in the mountains. I'm like, there's snakes out there. There's all kinds of... <laughs> I, I really don't want to run around coyotes. <laughs> That's a, I, I like paying $50 a month for a gym membership. It's a whole lot safer than putting my life on the line getting bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are going to be no animals that are going to, you know, bite yeah, you. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, you're still having, you have a great attitude about everything. I loved your answer about, you know, playing songs, not just Lemmy's song, but for people that you've lost in your life and the positive experience that comes out of playing that song. And just now, I mean, you seem to have just a, a great attitude because I know, you know, you're you're a buff dude. You know, I saw your your Facebook post today, you, you out jogging, and I'm, I'm glad that you're, you know, you're still keep, staying in shape. It's it's very, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard for you know, for people who are not who are so active, just to be hunkered down. So, is there anything? Is there anything now you're you're doing like this to stay busy? Are you binge watching anything, or is it just playing guitar and, oh, and jogging? I was binge watching some uh, a doctor hostess uh, cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating bacon rind. I was eating a whole bunch of bad stuff. I said I'm going to come out and maybe I'm going to be on my 600 pound life. Come <laughs> 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 the next thing. That's the next podcast I'm going to be on. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, it's like it, it's it's you accept it for what it is. I, I, I've been watching some movies. I've been watching you know just. I got Hulu, I got everything, you know, and I, I, it, it, uh, the thing about being a musician is you have time, you can dead out on the guitar for three or four hours, you know, that's spend some time right there, and, and then, um, it, it's good, I've, I've been watching YouTube, learning guitar riffs, so, I mean, when I, when I was learning how to play, you had to learn from people, or learn from Mel Bay, book number one, and all that kind of stuff, now, now you can go on YouTube, and you can play some stuff like, wow, how did he do that, that's pretty neat, actually, I don't know how it's going to fit into a song, but <laughs> it's really neat, <laughs> you'll find a way, really you'll find a way, it's really neat, people are doing some really, you know, it's not musical, sometimes uh, a lot of people are doing things that aren't musical, but they're technically good, so okay. I'm learning some of that stuff. Okay. I'm doing some of that stuff right now, you know. Everyone can't play like Slash with a lot of feel, you know. Right? Yeah. No, you can be technically proficient, but it's another thing to be, you know, to to make right. someone right. feel something when you're playing it. Totally. Right? Because you know, uh, we said uh, Guns N' Roses, you know, 
guys that has a lot of drums, bro. But every time I hear like Slash play, every, he plays notes that are all in good places, you know what I mean? And good feeling to the notes. They, they feel good notes, you know what I mean? They're not no wasted notes. No, no, every note has a, a motion attached to it that he grew up with. So some people just be like, uh, it, it goes so fast, like, what was that? What did you say right there? You know? <laughs> Has it come across, whether it be, you know, and we've established how you've gotten some great people on the, the body count records, you already make a great record and somebody else comes in. Uh, has it, what, the, I, don't, I guess you haven't really said like there's so many people that you're, you've thought about too far ahead, it just comes up organically. But how about you? Were you ever asked to be on a record uh, that we may not know about to be on you know, uh, like an established artist or established act that wanted, you know, the Ernie C uh, stamp on it. Was anyone a part of that? I, I, I faced some, you know, not really. Uh, I don't, I'm not out a whole lot. You know, there's a certain clique of musicians that are out and about and all that kind of stuff. I'm not out and about a whole lot. You know, like you get, you know, like the Shakyanis and, you know, your, uh, you know, guitar player, guitar players, they're out a whole lot. I'm not really out a whole lot. People associate me with this band and I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? Okay, because I, I did get a question on Instagram. This is from uh, Mr. Anderson from San Antonio. Uh, and, and tell me, because I didn't know about this. He says, according to, what's that? Wait, let me give this one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He said, he said, according to uh, to Rip Magazine, he filled in for Slash during the 1995 rehearsals. Is that true? Really? No. Okay. No, I, I, no. I saw that myself. I was just like, I, where did that right? I mean, I, I've been to rehearsals. You know, Duff's been my friend forever. I'm, I didn't never fill in. We and Duff played together. We, we were going to start a record company together. We, you know, uh, you know. But, you yeah, know, that, that, I don't know anything about that. Okay. Well, it would have been great, though. It would have been great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's one of those good rumors to have. It's a good rumor yeah, to have about yeah. you. I, I, I like it. That's fine. I might, use, I might use it myself. I need to find this article. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just mentioned, was that an old idea about you and Duff starting a label? Or is that something that you guys a wish list thing? some 90s drunk stuff you know oh, okay fair enough <laughs> we're, both, we're both done with that idea <laughs> okay have you um because i know you guys have played together but is that something that because what's cool is with ozzy's new record we slash and duffer on it and we see in today's uh-huh. a, a day and age how you can record parts and not even of course be in in, in there have you um i guess even I guess you're really not thinking about, you know, maybe I'm answering my own question. Are you even thinking about the next record and maybe getting a Duff and getting a Slash since you've been friends with them for so long to be a part of? You know, that, you know that's something that I, I talked to Ice about, and I, I really have to do that. You know, I have to be on a recording with them, you know, before we're all done with this whole get down. So that, that, that's really, uh, I'm going to make it a point on the next record to really try to, to get Duff, you know, at least Duff on the record so I can be on the record with my, my friend, you know, that'd be, that'd be really nice. No, no. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to him and, you know, and, and say that, you know. Well, that's awesome. He'll, he'll, hear, this. he'll hear this somewhere along the way. And I, I, then, then he'll just say, oh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's about time, and then that's uh that makes me excited. And it's really nice because you've been you've been very kind to share so much. Oh no, it's still recording. That's uh, it's just all of a sudden for us for whatever reason. Uh, 
it's all good. Yeah, but because the only way like, anyone was able to, to tell is when I just kind of uh, didn't say anything for a few seconds on the live. Uh, anyway, but so with that, because uh, you've been kind enough to share some photos of, you know, you and your and slash, excuse me, Duff and your your children. Like he's known your daughter since she was she was eight, and now she's my yeah. age. She's thirty six. Do you guys, um, like, how did that come about? Maybe for you, and if it's too personal, you don't need to share. Like, when you're at home, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, my, I'm talking to my brothers, my mom, you know, I'm letting them know I'm working from home. You know, how how do you go about? It? Do you call someone who's a close family friend like Duff, or do you guys know that you're both okay? Like how? I I, I can't. I email and text him. You know, I don't really talk a whole lot on the phone. I I email and text him. Okay. You know, make sure make sure he's okay. Matter of fact, when I get off, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I talked about you today. But you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we relay this on to him. You know. Right on. But that's the way I do it. You know. And I, you know, I have a you know I, uh, I I quit drinking years ago, so I have like. 400 people on my phone that uh, are members of uh, a secret society of non-drinkers. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's AA, but it's going to be alcoholism anonymous. I'm just calling the secret society of non-drinkers that I, I check some, and, and check, you know, check on, you know. So. Well, that's really nice. Yeah. You're supposed, to do, you're supposed to do the right thing sometimes. I mean, you do, it seems like you do, the, well, at this point in your life, you're doing the right thing all the time. And, and you know, you, I, it's, it's, I don't know how, um, you know, what, what your turning point, I mean, maybe we discussed the last time your turning point, but for me, I think we did. Maybe we did, because I think it's been about uh, four years. I think it's coming up later this year, five years for me without having a drink. And, and you're right, you got to check on those people, you know? It's, uh, check on people, you know? It's good, especially right now. You know, some people, are, you know, and, and people aren't used to being isolated. You know, the, the number one thing right. people have trouble with about, with drinking is isolation. You know, some 100%. people aren't used to being by themselves. You know, so you got to check on people, make sure they're okay. You're absolutely right. I, I, that's that's something that's a byproduct. I don't think people talk about it enough. I think about. Okay. It's funny. I say to my because my girlfriend hates being at home. She's always out and she's a dance teacher, uh -huh. so she's. Okay. Oh. But uh, I, I say to her, I'm so lucky. I consider myself lucky to be stuck here. Not to sound like a cheese ball, to be with her, or to be, you know, because if I was when I was an alcoholic and this stuff happened, I don't know if I would have came out of it. I mean, it's awful. So yeah, it's, you got to be so bad. careful. Yeah. Right now, you can't you can't go to bars and drink. So you're no. going to drink by yourself, which is even worse. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, there's, there's nobody at the bar that says, you know what, I think you've had enough. I know. No, scary stuff. Yeah. Scary stuff. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're doing well. Obviously, you know, no one knows when this uh, this crisis is going to end. But uh, knowing that you guys have new music for us to listen to uh, right now and just to, that's going to keep us, you know, it's going to keep our, our, our thirst quenched, our bloodthirst, I guess, to keep along with the carnivore theme uh, until you guys hit the road again. And I can't wait for Fallon. Uh, for everything that that's going to come in the future, and obviously when you do come to New York, and we're allowed to, you know, be socially interactive and not socially distant, I would love to have you in studio. Cool. Well, let me ask you 
ask you one quick question. Sure. How's Doug Goldstein? How's Doug Goldstein doing? Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention. We talked about that off the air. So I appreciate um, all the people who got involved and like what I'm doing now with this Facebook Live kind of thing. So I spoke to Doug uh, yesterday. Huh? And I uh-huh. said I was speaking with you tomorrow, and he's like, "Give Ernie my love." He's like, "He's one of the best yeah. people ever." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. I, I love uh, you know, Dan's a good man. He's a really good man. I, I forget. Did you? Do we uh, talk about perhaps your fondest memory of being on tour with with GNR for those uh, those shows? Do you have a, oh, a special fond memory? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's a bunch of them, but I just remember they had more broken Yeah, I think he's he's now in, he was in Hawaii. He's in Memphis, even though he he touts his uh, his son's band, but he's like his son's band. His son refuses any of his help. He doesn't want to be known as the uh, the Guns and Roses guy and get his help. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's, he should. Well, I'll talk to him. He might Guns and Roses friend from Body Count's help. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, actually, one last question I just got in. This is from this is from uh, Dirk from uh, from Germany. Uh, he asks. Okay. Oh, Germany. Uh, how's it? Wonder how it's doing over there. Okay. Yeah, I hope. I mean, it's it's hurting everybody. Um, yeah, exactly. Can Ernie please tell some more stories about his work with Black Sabbath? <laughs> I, uh, you know, what story is there to tell? I think we we should we talked about it on the last podcast we did, right? We, oh, a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot of stuff. I guess is there like, anything that you I, still I, like, still I, carry with I, I you that's about, special? I don't know. I'll, I'll tell this one. You know, one, one day um, I was playing the, the guitar and Tony came in with a guitar and he opened up the guitar. He was getting ready to go home because he went home about six, seven o'clock. So he, he opened up the case and opened it up and the guitar it was like, uh, he opened up the guitar and so like, I'm like, wow. I said, like, what is that guitar? He said, this is the guitar I used on Iron Man. And it, it, it wasn't a, a Gibson. Everybody thinks it's a Gibson. It's an Ego or something like that. And he, he said, I'm going to leave this guitar for you to play. I'm like, because I'm left-handed. So he left the guitar there for me to play. And I stayed up like like six, seven, eight hours playing Iron Man and looking at myself in the mirror saying, so I am playing on the guitar that Tony Iommi used on Iron Man. Wow. So that's, that, that's the greatest thing ever <laughs> I, I mean that's got to be one of your your most special memories you know uh, yeah and, and, and being left-handed like you got to play it you know what i mean sure i really, I really got to play the guitar so you know that, that line is so classic you know, i got to play on that guitar so i always thank tony for that i love it well ernie again i i can't I, I can't thank you enough for coming back on the podcast i'm glad to hear that you're you're doing well carnivore rocks uh, I can't wait until you guys get back on the road. Just stay safe and, you know, wash your hands. I'll, I'll see you too. Also, wash below your nose also. Because, uh, you know, when you come in, wash your hands, wash below your nose, keep it clean. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to keep you know, my, my beard clean. Now I got... 
<laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, kid, keep your nose clean, yeah, yeah. Keep your nose clean, now it has a new meaning. That is very true, awesome. All right, my man, well, well, all right, my man. We will talk soon, you take care. You will, thank you, you, you too, I'll you You got it, bye-bye. Bye. So thanks again for joining another edition of, uh, I guess, uh, welcome to our Feel My Quarantine, whatever the sub-series of Appetite for Distortion is. As we broadcast live, 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 live from my apartment. You like my, this is um, the first uh, concert shirt that I got. when I, My first Guns N' Roses show that I'm showing. Because uh, I'm going to post this, of course, on my uh, platforms, iHeart, Spreaker, uh, this, all of this later if you're watching now or if you're watching the replay later, this will be on the podcast. So if you happen to not be watching and just listening on the podcast, uh, right now I'm wearing the 2002 uh, Chinese Democracy World Tour long sleeve T-shirt, which has dragon guys on the sleeves, and which way do I have to turn to show you the back? Yeah, 2002, I was there. Wish I had it autographed by Buckethead, but I do not. Uh, and I think over to my right, I got that on Amazon. It's like a really cool painting of Slash's hands over a guitar. I gotta get that that framed. And some one of these days, I'm gonna do something with. My Chinese Democracy final, hang that up somewhere. But uh, if you're just listening to this on a podcast, I encourage you to watch it on on Facebook Live. I I usually give you a heads up or enough of a heads up beforehand to to join and ask questions. And I appreciate those of you who submitted questions uh, to Ernie because you guys seem to be liking it. You know, I obviously have a certain standard of of sound quality, but you know, these are weird times. This is. You know, they're, they're doing the Tonight Show from their laptop. I think I can do Appetite for the, for the Distortion for my laptop. I don't think it's that serious. So as long as you guys are enjoying it, I'm going to keep doing it. Even when things get back to normal, maybe I'll make this part of the the regular thing. You know, sometimes just do an episode from home and, and live shows from home. All right. So <clears throat> I would uh, probably edit that out of the podcast, but it's live. So I'll keep it in. Anyway, so uh, that does it. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll announce this guest. For you guys that are watching live since you're so um i did it on social media i announced it where's my email for it kathy valentine from the go-go's how cool is that let me see it i can't bring it up right now uh yeah but kathy valentine from the go-go's she's coming out with a memoir so i'm going to be speaking to her next week and i'll probably do a live for that it's going to be one of those shorter interviews that you may or may not have heard me talk about so probably i think maybe 10 minutes uh so i'll i'll do that next uh Next April 1st, whenever that's Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, you know, what you, you want there to be Guns N' Roses news, we'll see. We hope that we, they hop on that, that same train that Dave Matthews and Metallica and all these other bands are doing and offering live performances. I will say it's cool The Duff is doing uh, radio shows for Sirius XM. That's cool. Uh, Duff also did an Instagram live interview with one of the dudes from AWOL Nation. So he's keeping busy. Slash, I know, is doing some interviews. But we all want music. Well, at least we got a new body count to listen to for now. Uh, anyway, oh, and I should mention this. Uh, speaking of new music, uh, our friends at the show, uh, Hookers and Blow, the band, not actual ladies of the night and uh, keeping your nose clean. Huh, I tied everything together like an actual professional. 
Um, so Hookers and Blow, well, last time they came on, Alex Grossi and Dizzy Reed both came on the podcast, and we heard a small clip of their cover of uh, Eddie Money's Shaken, and now the whole thing is available via Golden Robot Records. So check that out. Uh, they, Dizzy has a really good voice for that song. So if you haven't heard uh, Dizzy Reed and Hookers and Blow uh, do Eddie Money's Shaken, you can listen to that right after you listen to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, so that does it. Uh, I will see you guys soon. When will you see the next episode? When will you hear it? Well, in the words of Axel Rhodes concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word. Chinese democracy? I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. security, I'm going home.